Hey everybody in Dharma Dog Land. This is Nick Fabiziak, owner and founder of Dharma Dog Services, uh, based in Vancouver, BC. Um, it's been a while since I did a podcast because I just didn't have the fire. I didn't uh, have the inspiration, or, or rather, I did. I just um, had so many subject matters that I wanted to discuss, and I just wanted to pick a juicy one because the last podcast, I. Uh, you know, I feel like I let you guys down. So let's give this one a go. Um, specifically, I was sitting here and I was I was working um, with my dog. And I was just thinking about some of the clients that I've had success with. And, you know, we've had some, some extreme rehabilitation cases. And, you know, literally dogs that are on death row the next day. And we're able to kind of... I was able to work with the owners and teach them how to understand the dog further. And you know, many times when dogs uh, are misbehaving or they're demonstrating anxieties or fears or uh, you know, fear aggression, um, a lot of the time it stems from the relationship with the household or the owner. So in today's episode, I, I really want to address um, that most recent case I discussed where the dog was was planned to be euthanized for Thursday. Um, I was called in. I was the, th- the fourth trainer. Three trainers had told this family that this German Shepherd mix was, was best served to be euthanized, uh, that they couldn't, you couldn't change a dog like this. Um, so my friend Zoe, who owns a not-for-profit dog rescue, gave me a call and asked me to help out so you know I was reluctant just when you hear that three other trainers have you know already deemed this dog you know a lost cause it it already you know you're automatically gonna feel up against it a little bit so while I was hopeful for the dog I didn't promise or make any guarantees to the client um you know when I first went there the issue that they discussed was uh, the dog had resource guarding and food aggression, and what had happened is it it had gotten so bad that they would they couldn't be in the same room when the dog was eating, they couldn't walk by the dog's food. Um, you know, it, it it ended up biting one of the owners, and the aggression was getting worse. So the key to this situation is determining why this is happening. Um, we're going to take a break and I'll get right back to you with that info. And we're back. Um, so as I was saying, we needed to determine why the dog was behaving this way. Um, so when you're, when you're facing a situation like this, it's best to really first get the deepest, most complete picture of that dog's life so when I'm there and I'm making an effort to to really understand what's happening um, aside from normal misunderstandings between people and dogs often when there's such a dramatic case you can go back right to puppyhood you can go right back to um, you know if there's anybody in the family missing um, breakups you know, people on long-term vacations, um, you know, death or otherwise, 
what can happen is it can really throw off a dog's sense of safety. So in this particular situation, a family member had passed away. Um, it was very difficult timing for everyone. Um, and upon further kind of discussion, you, we were able to determine that the dog truly, from again, from my perspective and what I made an effort to educate the client on, was that the dog really felt like it had to protect the family, that it had a role to play. So when this family member is gone, and this is the family member that this dog was most protective of, the dog was around this person the most, and this person was feeding the dog the most miscues. So when you're able to determine that, you can already figure out pretty quickly that that dog's world is in a complete upheaval. Um, it doesn't know who's protecting it, okay? It doesn't know who, if people are friends or foes. It doesn't know who's the strongest in the family. So at this point, the dog is going to become particularly more aggressive because it's important to note that the dog presented behaviors such as these prior to this event occurring in the family. Um, you know, they were just exasperated by the situation. <clears throat> so now, once I was able to determine the root cause of, you know, the most noticeable change in the dog, we were able to work backwards. Um, I was able to give the family a few, few instructions on essentially how their dog perceives their behavior. We made the correct adjustments. I gave them a few exercises to practice. But I'll, I want to say for a note, and again, I've had, my, you know, I've had experience in these situations, but I was able to determine that, that dog was no harm if they followed through as basically, you know, I, I got caught up there, but basically, yeah, the, I met the dog, I interviewed them, I had them do their first exercise, and I was able to determine very quickly that they'd be just fine if they can follow through. The smiles on their faces, the kind of disbelief, but by the end of it, it was a different relationship that they were forming. And I was so happy. We're gonna wrap up this particular section of the podcast and when I come back, what I'd like to discuss is the cases that don't go well. You know, I often, Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to continue on with this flow right now. Not every case is a success. And there's often mitigating factors that can occur. Um, but, you know, as a behaviorist, and I'm, you know, at times I can easily sit there and go, oh, they didn't follow their homework. And many times when dogs don't improve, I'm going to say it fairly bluntly. I'm saying it here openly because I'm not saying this about anyone in particular. But when a dog isn't improving and you're not putting in the necessary effort, there's no one to blame but yourself. Now, if you didn't understand, you had a trainer come or behaviors come and they taught you, but you didn't really understand, that's on me. That's on the behaviorist. And my job is to communicate to you just what it is your dog is thinking and looking for. And if you really understand, and when I get through to people, and I see that they get it, 
the application of the methodology, the application of communicating to their dog in a way their dog understands will often present success. So what I'd like to say is it's not just a failure on the owners. If I don't get through to you, I feel like I failed you. So, you know, on that note, like I said, some cases are quite successful and others maybe not. But I, I'm always here to try to help every dog have the best relationship they can with their, with their families. Um, anyways, you know what? This is a long podcast and I really appreciate y'all listening. And if you do have questions, feel free to email them through at info at dharmadogservices.com. That's I-N-F-O at D-H-A-R-M-A dogservices.com. I'm Nick Fabiziak owner and founder of Dharma Dog Services in Vancouver. I hope you all have a good night.